Do 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 do. Hello, everybody, and Hello. welcome back to the movie musical review of West Side Story 2021. you by before the downbeat a musical podcast that's yes us. that's right you saw me do our trailer reviews you may not have seen autumn in them but don't worry her and i were talking a lot off camera about oh, her yes. thoughts on the trailers mm-hmm. it's just she had a very busy summer and fall so she was very preoccupied with life she went all the way to dubai and back <laughs> but today we're talking about the spielberg remake of the 1961 best picture the tony nominated 1957 musical west side story choreographed and directed by jerome robbins book by arthur lawrence lyrics by steven sondheim and music by leonard bernstein and this version had uh, a script screenplay done by Angels in America writer Tony Kushner. A genius. Yes. We'll yes. just refer to him as the... Actually, it's a, a, a whole group of geniuses. That it it really <laughs> is. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about who, who did the cinematography, which was Janos Kaminsky, who won Oscars for Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List. Like, this yeah. guy knows how to shoot a movie. And... Yeah, yeah, it, it was very beautiful. It's it's a beautiful film, like the color yeah. and the way they filmed it. We'll get into it. Uh, yeah, but get into we're gonna it. get into this. Autumn, when did you see the movie? I saw it on Boxing Day. That's right. Autumn, I, I was gonna go see, see it, see it again, but alas, yeah. it foiled me. Um, but I saw it on Boxing Day with Sarah. We had yep. a great time. Good date night. I mean, we had to wear masks, which is a bummer because but there were only like three other people in the theater. See, there you go. So, I was hoping to have the theaters myself to sing along, but mm. Autumn, yeah. Autumn, if I was there with you, I would have sung along. Yeah, yeah, we tried. Trust to sing me, along I was I, I was tapping my cat's movie, but we yeah, just ended up laughing. It's <laughs> so, so good. It was so bad of an experience. It was so good. This was a significant step up from Cat. Oh, <laughs> a thousand percent step up from Cat. Oh my, yeah. my. Yeah, my. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this movie now four times at the theaters. Autumn Smith, Bravo. I won tickets to see it uh, in, a, in a preview screening here in Toronto, and uh, Autumn was able to come. So Jessica, oh. our wonderful Jessica Maxwell, who we just saw last episode in Tick Tick Booms review, came with me, and then I saw it with my friend Allie. We did a VIP experience with the food and the comfy chairs because wow. you know we do we do yeah we, we you can't be all gucci like that exactly exactly like then that. i dragged my family to see it and afterwards they made me swear not to take them to another movie, movie musical at christmas for two years 
So <laughs> they liked it that much, eh? They loved it that much. They'd never want it. <laughs> they, they, they just couldn't live up. Another one couldn't live up to it. So I was like, that's fine. Uh, and then I went and saw it by myself on New Year's because I knew we were going to be talking about it in the next oh. few days. So I was like, I got to go see it one more time just to, by myself to give myself that another chance to look and examine this yeah. piece. Because there's a lot of detail that Spielberg put into this. This like the, the, the layers of character building work that he put into this from the choice uh -huh. of the color of the bedspreads for Anita and Maria tell you exactly who their characters are. Did you notice that, Autumn? I noticed the purity of Maria's. Well, she was. Well, she starts out pure white, and then she goes to the corals, which are yeah. the coral colors, which are the sharks. Then she goes mm -hmm. to light blue, which is like that first steps into the world of the, of the jets, and then by the end she's in a dark blue. So she's gone full jet. And if you notice her bedspread. It's blue, while oh. Anita's is coral pink and red, which are the shark colors. Well, that is amazing. Yeah, or I even like, just like I didn't notice that. I wish I had noticed that. Or here's something I noticed in my fourth viewing that I never noticed before. So I have three more comes... chances to catch up to you here. I know, I know. Uh, but in the uh. Anita Cena at, at, at the candy store. If you notice, she comes in one door on the right and then she exits through the other door on the left. So it's almost like she came in one way and has come out changed the other way. Another way, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Spielberg, the detail that like thought, like, like, like that just shows you just how finite detail he was going. And I mean, you look at this lovely book I got given for Christmas, everybody. Highly recommend to read. Uh, like you look at some like of the notes, like just pages on pages of notes about dances at the gym and and like just the the scenic shots and the and the way he composed them. Like, yeah, stupid green screen. Stupid doing this thing, but you can see like just the oh. way they compose the shots. Like he put so much time and effort into. That's interesting that you say that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure we'll get to it, but the one thing I felt was lacking in this film was time. Yes, we will get into that. I do have notes on that. It, it, you particularly feel it after the rumble is where I really felt time being a problem. We will get into that. Oh, no, I found it way earlier. Oh, okay. We'll get into that. Way well, earlier. Well, first then, let's get into mm. our leads. So we have Ansel Elgort as Tony, and we have Rachel Zegler as Maria. So mm. Autumn, what did you think of this main love duo? Were they well cast in the roles? Do either of them deserve the Oscar nomination that they're being no. buzzed about? No. I mean, look. <laughs> Who am I to judge? I mean, really. Uh, uh, Ansel uh, Eggert is a uh, former stage door kid. Yep. Um, Did you ever he... coach him? No, I wish I had. It, he just is boring. I'm like, I don't care about you. I want to care about Tony, but I didn't feel like he was connecting intention to text. Yes. Ever. Kushner gave I... him a lot to 
of yeah there was like there was a lot of intention work laid in from kushner yeah like the fact that he had come out of prison and yes and but there was no urgency yeah and there was no urgency in their relationship yes she i think with a different tony it would have been possibly revolutionary agreed agreed Revolutionary? Revelatory. Yep. Revelatory. Revelatory. Revolutionary. Yeah. We're going to go with both. Yes. Um, I just, uh, I just think it fell flat as mm-hmm. it does. Like Tony and Maria are very difficult roles. You get this virginal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sacrifice, almost um, Mary-esque character. Yeah. Maria. Yeah. And then you get Antoine, right? And it's, it's, yeah. Saint Anthony, kind of. Um, He's a Ken doll. He is Tony, the. Tony, but like if, you, if you look at Anthony as a name, right? Saint Anthony is the saint that helps lost things. Mm. So that I'm just thinking about this now. Antoine and Maria. That that pairing is interesting. This innocence. And there's someone who's like he's lost. a shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. He's a shepherd who, who helps find people. So it, it's interesting, but they're very boring. Like, and they don't need to be. They yeah. the and there were bits of Ansel Eggort that I thought, oh, why can't you bring that into your relationship with Maria? Like the mm-hmm. struggle, mm-hmm. like even their meeting, I'm like, yawn, the dance <laughs> at the gym. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing in the original film is the cha-cha. One of my least favorite things in this oh. version. I thought it was horribly done. It lacked all the awesomeness that Jerome Robbins, the choreography actually, just stick with what was there because mm-hmm. it was brilliant. It was. I don't I don't know the choreographer's name. I'm sorry. I can sorry. tell you. Hold on. I can tell you his name. Justin Peck was the choreographer in this. Mm-hmm. Now listen, the man is talented. I'm mm-hmm. never going to uh say that he is not, but he doesn't he wasn't able to capture that difference in movement. It yes. wasn't specific yes. enough, but I found that in his blow high, blow low that they did at the Tony yeah. Awards for that mm-hmm. uh, version of Carousel at the Lincoln Center. Yeah. And when they were doing it, I'm like, oh, they're flipping and doing all of these beautiful balletic movements. I'm like, that's not sailors. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. That's just not, that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Yes. So he, he doesn't, he doesn't choreograph with the world of the play or the film in mind. It's like, what's going to look good. Whereas Jerome Robbins had the dance, the choreography, a paired so beautifully with the, um, with the music that burns, Mm -hmm. that burns and created. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was also that dynamic juxtaposition between the sharks who were who were low? Yeah, very, very steady, mm-hmm. but steady and stealthy. Yeah, 
and the erratic hyperactivity of the jets. It was missing. They were too similar. And I'm yes. like, eh, bye, next. I agree with that. I agree and America, that. I'm kind of like, oh, okay. I liked America more than I like Dance at the Gym. I found Dance oh, at the Gym. Yeah. You're right. Like uh, uh, their movements were too similar. They both were doing the twirls and the spins. And I'm like, that yeah. is fine for one of them. But Jerome Robbins was smart because he had his partner, Peter Gennaro, and the two of them were in two separate rooms. So, That's right. so there was two different people choreographing two different things. And him and his part, Justin's partner, because he had an assistant choreographer, but they're partners. So you yeah. could tell they did a lot of work together. Yeah. That there was less of a. There was no contrast. It was just yeah. generic dancing. Yes. There was no characterization to yeah. the dance. Yes. And that made me so incredibly sad. At the mm -hmm. at the dance at the gym, I'm kind of like, I just want to leave now. That <laughs> it, it affected me that badly. Uh. And I and then I was like, okay, well, maybe there's gonna be magic when Tony sees Maria for the first time. And it was just Ansel Agar going. <laughs> yes, back to the Ken doll. Oh my like, god, that's, oh, that's brilliant. And I'm like, like there was nothing. There was no like, who, who is this person? Why haven't I seen her before? Mm -hmm. Obviously, she's a with them. This it's dangerous. It was missing the danger. The danger. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what's what is their, the point of moment. the story if yeah. there's no danger? Well, you know what's what is the point? It's true. I, it's, once again, I noticed it on my later viewings. Is Tony is on the shark side of the dance room, and Maria ends up on the jet side when they meet each other, and they're looking across the room. They're on the uh, they're on the opposing sides, and I'm like, I don't think Tony would end up on the shark side. They he like, eaten he, alive yeah. sharks. Yes. Yeah. That would not happen. Yeah. There so, would be. A, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. And then they met, and yes. I was like, "Oh, you've known mm -hmm. each other for a very long time." It was the most unromantic entrance into a relationship. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, like, so yeah. I mean, for me, that moment, you could, like, okay, so that actually just gets into you know, my bigger conversation about these two leads, Rachel, who. I'm still blown away by because she's seven. She was 17 years old singing in her bathroom on YouTube and got this part as Maria, like hot damn, like out of the millions, she gets picked. Your first movie is with Steven Spielberg. Now she's Snow White. She's in Shazam. Like she's off to the races. She, she's, she's got her career. She, and she's wonderful. Yeah. She was giving a lot. And Ansel was the one that I felt was continually dropping the connection in the partnership. Like she was always like for me, she was always exuding. She was expressive. She was engaged. Yeah, and, and he and no, and, and the way he spoke, his voice was very monotone, and it just I felt bad for her because first of all, the the joke about you're so tall got a laugh at the screening when it was a full audience. That 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 is a funny joke. But the fact that. He is so freaking tall over mm -hmm. her. Like he towers. And I'm like, 
it's funny, but it's like that's also just pointing out the fact that he's always looking over her. Like trying to get them to connect is tough. And you can see Spielberg working to build up this relationship, like like on the balcony. The fact that they're always like it takes them a while to actually touch to because of the bars in the way. Like you, like you yeah. can see Spielberg working to try and build up that moment. And yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's unfortunately Ansel, and he does, and it's it's kind of his thing with acting in general. It's like even a Baby Driver, he was kind of very flat and monotone. Um, He's Christian Bale. Yeah, like Christian Bale always whispers. Yes, and you're like, who, who cares? Yeah. Stop acting. Yeah, find some intention and yes. do the yes. work. And yes. if you can't, get off the screen. I don't yeah. care how. Who cares if you're pretty anymore? It's boring. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're boring, you're boring. Ansel Egger is how do you say his name? Egort? Ansel Elgort. 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 Elgort is boring. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yes, I should be touting stage door alum, but no, he's boring. He's boring yeah. with a capital yeah. B. And he's also a bad boy. That's three B's. Bad, yeah. bad, bad. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Three B's is a bye for me. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, and I mean, and you said it well, like, it's not like he was given bad material. Kushner gave him a lot. Like that monologue where he's talking about the fact that he almost killed a person. And that's why he went to jail for a year is because he goes, I, I was only one punch away from ending somebody like me's life. Well, or his and- moment of, I sat in jail and I didn't like what I was seeing. I was dragging myself down. And then Riff's response, my kid's response is, you're just too deep for me, kid. Like, his reaction didn't match Ansel's performance because Ansel was giving the same... Yes, flat line performance. And I mean, like, something's coming. The only reason why that song worked for me was because Rita Moreno was in it. And she was giving so much reaction to him. That she was lifting that scene partner. I hate that. I hate that song so much. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it because no one has ever found the the thing that he's questioning. Mm-hmm. Is there something better coming for me? Mm-hmm. Could it be? I guess. Who knows? I, yeah. I guess it could be. He's he's trying to overcome his own self-doubt. Yes. But that struggle, like he had there. no struggle. No. And you know, when you when you have a piece where he talks about almost killing a boy and having that unearthing moment, mm-hmm. and then to just turn and stab Bernardo, like without any well, see, the rubble was the one moment there were flashes of a darker Tony. And, and it, there were flashes of a Tony where I'm like, okay, there, there could have been a darkness to you. Like the moment when Bernardo pushes uh, Tony after coming up from under the bleachers and, the, and he falls on the bleachers and there's a flash in his eyes because he gives a look of, I could kill you right now for what you just did to me. And there's a moment there at the rumble too when he's about to kill bernardo punching him and he stops and he looks at riff and and he gets up to go to leave and then the the switchblades come out um but once again it's just it was missing and in order and where i really felt it 
was at the end, his death and his reaction to Maria's death didn't hit the same pitch as Richard Beamer did in the 61 version. Like when uh, 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 his pain and his just desperation in that moment, like I I, I really miss the line when he lashes out at anybody's uh, because, because anybody's is saying come and hide and come and hide. And in the 61 version, he says, leave me alone, beat it, go be a girl. And I was like, Kushner, you should have kept that line in that moment because he's a, like Kushner set like, Kushner, like anybody's is set up as somebody who's friends with Tony. So the fact that he's turning everybody away, even anybody's in that moment, and it does it in such a hurtful way. Like they could oh, and then to gender her. Yes. Gender them. Right. Yes. As for her. Yes. Right. I, uh, Who is so, so clearly the casting of that role was one of the best things. Mm-hmm. The person who played that role was magnificent. They were. Brilliant. Yeah. I do want to go back to Rachel just for a moment. Okay. I do want to say what I really appreciated about her Maria was her rebellious nature. She was very feisty. She kisses Tony first. Like mm-hmm. she is there right away. I I really, I yeah. really like that because I'm like, I like, I kind of like that she was the the pants of the relationship right oh, she totally was i mean that great um, scene after the dance at the gym the next morning and just the good morning i'm here like stop making yeah. one in the other room like but oh, it's it's yeah. what yeah. we want juliet to be is yeah. that feisty you know i'm i'm falling in love with who i want to fall in love with. yes and you know what she and, earns that moment when she pushes anita in a boy like that yeah. that physical action of pushing the person who's closest to you could have been really bad if they hadn't set Maria up as someone who who is someone who's always pushing the boundaries of her of of, of her proverbial cage that she's in like the fact that she pushes Anita there I'm like yeah you earn that because that feels authentic to that moment that you are breaking the cage at this point you are breaking Anita out of her of, yeah. of, of, of her depression you were and you were angry and, and, and Maria wasn't afraid to be angry in this like she was someone who no she was assertive and very and and feisty yeah. and I I appreciated that mm-hmm. and I because uh, Romeo in Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. Juliet is way more interesting she is because she is rebelling. She is yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to be part of this anymore. I want to be part of something new, mm-hmm. and I am going to do whatever it takes to do that. Yeah, and she has the chutzpah mm-hmm. uh, to do that. Romeo's yep. who cares? Yeah, nobody cares likes Romeo. Romeo. He's so boring. Yeah. Can I just say two two more things say about two more things. their relationship? Yeah, the the subway uh, scene. Oh yes, going, oh, yes, uh, uh, up to the church. Yes, I just wanted to poke my eyes out. Really, I'm like, I like that scene. No, I hated it because I'm like, 
you don't seem into each other at all. This seems like a chore. <laughs> and you just seem to be like, eh, whatever. Yeah, that died out. Really, that fizzled. <laughs> See, I'm I like, think one oh. I think it was Krishner's script in that moment because the conversation they're having about this debate where uh, Kushner voiced something we've always said, which is the Jets are a group who have no home and, mm. and but have a country and the Sharks are, are people who have a home but, or sorry, yes, yes, the Sharks are, yes, the Sharks have a home but no country. The Jets have no home but they have a country. So the fact that they have that relate that and that, and that thing of arguments are valid on both sides. The world is against Rip from, from the get-go. He's being squished out of his bubble. And uh, Maria's also right where she says he would have hope if he didn't try and take it away from other people. But there is only one person who can bear the responsibility of that transience, unfortunately. It's Rip. Yes. He made a choice. He's, they're making solid choices. What I loved about Krupke is that he was there and tried to challenge their choices. Riff wasn't there in Krupke. No, no. When Krupke would come around. When oh, Brian Dar- I love Darcy James. Well, he, I mean, he describes in the book um, that he viewed Krupke as a father figure who yeah. just wanted to hug all mm-hmm. the boys and just love them. What? What I found, okay, so final thing about Rachel, uh, yes, Ziegler and, and yeah. Anton, all the yeah. Ansel, Ansel yeah. Elgord. Um, I love that they set one hand, one heart at the cloisters. That was a beautiful scene. And I it was on like, live, too. Oh, you know? that's good. Like, yeah. that was, that was I like smart that. use yeah. of, of, of the world around yes. them. Um, so that that's what I want to say about that. I like uh, that Kushner gave them a date that it, 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 it gave yeah. Tony Maria more time to get out and be with each other versus in the original version where it's like Tony shows up the night before on the balcony. He then shows up the next day for a little bit at the at the bridal shop. And then he's off to the rumble and kills Bernardo. Like the fact that they built in time yeah. with the couple to give them a reason to really fall for each other even if the two of them weren't quite matching with each other and i like that maria because in the original it always bugs me that maria is the one that sends tony to the rumble to stop the rumble because she because she doesn't understand that making it a fair fight is as close as they'll ever get to actually solving the problem right in this one she's like after she finds oh because in the start of the date she says i want you to go and stop the rumble entirely then she finds out Tony's history and realizes how broken he is from that experience of almost killing someone that she says, I don't want you to go. I mean, once Ansel didn't quite play it this well, but Kushner gave them that material that it's like, I don't want you to go to that rumble because of the trigger it could cause in you. So she's smart enough to know that. And then it's Tony's own choice to be Mr. Bravado and go, they're still my guys. I will go stop the rumble. And that it comes back to Tony making the mistake of going and trying to intervene when he should have just left it alone and left Riff with his gun versus 
trying to mix in there. So I like the fact that they, 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 they made Maria less dumb or, See, or, or less naive. Yes. She's smarter. Naive. She's she's less naive. Well, she's about, spicy and, and yeah. fierce. Like there's yeah. there was a there's a new energy to her. But with that feistiness, the fallout of his actions needs to be different. Yes. Well, trust me, we will get into the fallout of the rumble because I have notes on that. Okay. That follow-up to there didn't work. But let's okay. get into the supporting cast because we've alluded to a few okay. of them. But mm-hmm. let's get back to Krupke because you seem to be on a Krupke train there for a minute, Autumn. Do you want to talk about the song Krupke? No, we'll save the song Krupke because I have notes on the song Krupke. But the character of Krupke, I liked Brian him. Darcy James, I, I, I liked I, him I found, a lot. I like the idea of trying to find empathy with uh, the police. I thought that was a brave move, Mr. Spielberg. I thought that was a great move because Krupp uh-huh. is played as, as adult in the other versions. Like He's played as kind of like a lumbering buffoon. But well, I like Darcy James giving him a paternal energy to him where it's like he's trying, like it really shows that he's trying his best. And I almost wanted one more scene after the um the corner office scene where, where he's helping anita sign the papers yeah like, I, uh, like I i almost want him there with lieutenant shrank investigating but i liked how he was the complete opposite of shrank oh shrank was great in this though i love Corey. oh Stone. no he was brilliant and i like, like what that kushner did is? with him yeah because in the original version lieutenant shrank is way more overt in his racism He's uh, 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 his whole thing of leave him alone. He wants to go home to San Juan to write to to write, to write about how he's yeah. got a maid over here. Like it's far more thump thump thump, bad cop, bad cop, bad cop. Lieutenant Shrank. This it's far oh, more no. realistic because it's subtle. The jabs oh. he makes at particularly at uh, at the sharks are oh, yeah. far more subtle and dangerous. Yeah. Like his oh. whole line of to Anita of so. You were um, his husband. Yes. Well, sort of, whatever you were. It's like, you bastard. Like that backhanded yeah. slide of knife between the ribs. And when he, oh, yeah. it's... and when he reveals, he knows how to speak Spanish. So when he translates what Maria just said about going to Valentina's store and Anita mm. rips the, the rag that she's prepping on her sewing machine, is so... It's it's scary. There there is a danger with Shrank around. There 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 is oh, a yeah. real danger. I mean, you get that right off the top when he rips the nail out of Baby John's ear. It's it's so it's so interesting mm-hmm. because he really sheds light on the current climate with policing. Yes, and you have your he he elevates them. Mm-hmm. Yep, with Krupke. Yeah, and goes well. They can be like this. Yeah, they yeah, but they, be they, they also can be like also shrink. be like this. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god, it's right there in yeah. black and white, right? Yeah. Um, I found that really, really well done, and I thought yes. Kushner did a great job with both of those characters. I thought it was brilliant. He, yeah, he yeah he definitely took those two characters who were very minor and overlooked. Mm-hmm. And he gave them something. And that's what I found Kushner did really well with the supporting cast is he, I mean, I will just say that, right, the supporting cast in this movie is outstanding. 
Oh, it's way better than the least. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, well, it's, it's way better than Tony. Rachel, I'll lump in with the supporting because she is strong. Yeah. For for somebody yeah, who's seventeen it, and they're making her film debut. Yes, she did. Fine. Very, I will. Very I will, good. I will give you that. Yeah. I just it, it, he brought it down for me, so their relationship yeah. fell flat. Yes. yes. I don't yes. think it was her fault. I no, really don't. Me. I agree with yeah. you on that. Yeah. It's. And a, I, I think. You know, she could have done so much more if she had been given a better, a better team partner. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But I loved Kushner's details he put into every one of these oh. characters. Like, I didn't like how much bigger he made the Jets. Uh, like, as a group, like, you know how new ones, like, numbers and uh, like all these other Jets who were like, just stick with the original six. But they were all were distinct. That's what I liked is that they all were distinct personalities. Yeah. And, and yeah. you could follow each of them. And on anybody's who's part of the Jets was fantastic. Like I know some people were like, oh, this is just woke casting doing doing the like, I, I'm making anybody's a trans character. And I'm like, no, that's smart because you could have she could have been or they could have been a trans character all the way back in 57, but that wasn't something that was acknowledged or talked about really. Look at this is a logical progression. Is, the character is gender fluid. Yeah. It is a gender fluid role. Yeah. So the the casting of a, a, a trans actor is brilliant. Yeah. And I They're applaud. Brilliant. I applaud. I applaud this actor um, because a brilliant. Yes. They were brilliant. They actually made the movie for me. I was like, Ezra uh, Menez was anybody's. Yeah. Ezra amazing. Menez. Yeah. Sorry. Like just so much. So much specificity and connectedness Mm -hmm. and that feeling of otherness was Mm -hmm. so palpable and it became it became struggle like in in a way that Mm -hmm. i've never seen that character before the other person there were two people where i was like oh i finally see this role as what What it is the other it's chino Yes, Josh. Chino. Joshua Rivera. I loved him in this. I loved him in this. And Amazing. I mean, and I mean, I mean, if you look at the relationship between him and Maria off camera, those two are very close. I'm not going to speculate on whether or not they're dating. That is their business, not mine. But I will say they have fantastic chemistry to the point where Spielberg actually had to tell Rachel at the dance at the gym when Chino starts dancing. Apparently her reaction was too big originally. Like her joy in that moment was too big. And he said, you have to tone it down or else Tony has no chance in competing but with Gina. She loves him for a different reason. It was I love genius. the details. Like the fact yeah. that he doesn't, he misses a button. And in, in the fact, Bernardo's a big brother to Chino. So you understand the connection, the fact that he cradles Bernardo's dead body. Oh, but, but his like, journey... Oh, it's a great like, And journey. it was never, he almost accepted the fact that Maria fell for Tony. And yeah. he just wanted to be something to someone. Yes. Right? And well, he, well, he's like anybody. He wants to belong to something. Yeah. It was, and the fact that they paralleled them so well with each other. Genius. It was yeah. genius. Mm-hmm. And. You know, the the feeling of other in a world mm-hmm. where others are already othered. Yeah. 
that alienation putting mm-hmm. you on the outskirts of otherness yeah. it was so palpable yeah um brilliant mm-hmm. Ab- like both of those actors absolutely yeah. like just yeah. devastatingly brilliant yeah and then next yeah. on my list i have rita moreno as valentina like i mean that was once again the fact that kushner came up with this idea of let's kill doc and instead give that role to Rita Moreno. Yeah. And, and and reflect the possibility of what Tony Maria could have been because that's what was being paralleled. And the fact that it doesn't come to be and when she sings somewhere at 90 years old. Genius. Like it's such a heartbreaking moment because she's going, damn, we really like her, like her and her husband really were the lucky ones that they were able to live that life. Yeah. And the fact that she goes, there is like, really she's, I mean, as I mean, the fact that that, that song didn't feel like wish fulfillment anymore. It felt like defeat. And, and, it, and that, it felt like pleading. Yes. To plead. Yeah. Dear God, let mm-hmm. there be, let That's this so rectify. It could be sung at, any funeral today where yes. there is race relations. Mm-hmm. Dear God, let this end one day. Yeah. And it was the first time I appreciated that song. I mean, it's a beautiful I song. I know it made there, your cut but... list when we first did our first episode of West Side Story. Somewhere made your cut list. And I was like, I wonder if I wonder if this rendition's gonna convert Autumn on this song. It did. It did. Because I was like. It made sense. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this actually, this Mm -hmm. actually makes sense to the story. Mm -hmm. It's like two households, both alike in dignity. It had that effect, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was, it was, and she was great. And I mean, like, as I said, like she carried, like like, her and Rachel did a bit of a trade-off with Ansel. Like it was like, she carries the scene with him for a bit and then she's out and then Rachel carries the scene for a bit with, with the two. I just, the scene of her translating Spanish for him was so captivating because she was giving such a beautiful performance of, all right, okay, fine. I'll translate for you. You don't have enough trouble already. All right, fine. Like the I'm, whole... I'm, I'm, I'm not going to poo-poo you on this. I'll, I'll, I'll support you because you need somebody in your corner. Well, and the whole thing, the ending, mm-hmm. you know, the the soda shop scene. Oh, yes. Uh, that taking place there and that violation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that she still stood there with them. At the end. Was interesting. I was like, oh. Yeah, we'll get into the ending. Oh. Once again, the ending, I felt I didn't quite like how Spielberg did the final shot with her at the end. Yeah, like I, I, I were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but, but I, I love the fact that it was an, uh, Anita saving Anita because you had one Anita saving another Anita at the store. But the fact that Ariana DeBose's Anita spits in her face and says, "You're a traitor for what for what you've done," and like just the 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 knife. The dagger in that moment that in that, mm-hmm. that Ariana DeBose get, thrusts at Rita Moreno's character is great, and it gave that. We'll, 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 we'll get into that scene, 
uh, as well. I have lots of notes, people. So we're not going to skip around. I'm going to try and stay as focused as possible. Yeah, yeah Rita Moreno. Keep Rita Moreno. Brilliant. Beautiful. I loved it. My I face loved... as Riff. I uh, I was skeptical about his casting because it because he didn't look like the typical Riff. But once I saw him do it, I was like, that's how you do Riff. He's a rat. Riff is a rat. And Mike Face played that role so well where it's like you understand him. Yeah. But you also don't like him because he's being an, an asshole to this community. Oh, I love that. Like, he was such a tough balance to strike with that I, character. I adored him because he was so present in his struggle all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he felt feral and mm-hmm. lost. Yeah. He was a lost boy who was performing feral beast. Yes. And I thought those two, I thought he was, he should win the Oscar. I agree. I, he definitely needs to be nominated and I would yeah. support him, him winning for best supporting actor. I thought he was like, like just marvelous. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the change, I mean, I mean, in the interviews, Mike has talked about how he really viewed his relationship with Tony as a romance. Yeah. That, that Riff really loved Tony, like not like sexual love. It's, it's that deep brotherly love to one another. Like when he says womb to tomb wasn't a joke for me. The sincerity of how he says that line. Yeah. Is authentic. And, and, well, and, and the fear that he has in his face when he sees Tony is about to commit murder on Bernardo when he's punching him in the face. Like, yeah. ju- where, where you see that change of scrappy, yippy little dog, like doing the whole, I want to fight, I want to fight too. Oh shit, my friend may, be going, like, may go back to prison for something I set him up in. Mm-hmm. And then his fear when, he, when, when all of a sudden the switchblades come out because he realizes, oh shit. Mm-hmm. The one thing I didn't want at this fight, because of how dangerous the switchblades are, is here. And you could feel the danger in his face. And the fact that his final line is, it's okay. Take it out. Let me die, basically, is what he's saying by taking that knife out of his chest. Well, he's he's uh, he is everything that a Mercutio slash rip should be. Yeah. Likeable, like, but not likable. There was that erraticness mm-hmm. er- erratic behavior mm-hmm. hyperactivity mm-hmm. Uh, but lost like he was so lost yeah and that that punchy you know when you when you uh, approach a kid who's done something wrong they defend themselves yes and he was constantly in that stance right mm-hmm. um which was great yeah I loved it. And I loved his line when he's buying the gun. And he, and, he, and, he, and he puts the gun to his forehead and just says, I was born to die young. Just yeah. the awareness oh. that he knows that he, that he is not going to, to make it to adulthood because of his choices. The fact that there's an awareness to that mm. may, creates such a desperation in that character to oh, yeah. live like like if I'm going out young, screw it. I'm going out fighting. Big. Yeah, big and swinging. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And then David Alvarez, our dear David Alvarez, the Canadian uh, gentleman. He is Canadian. Also a Tony winner for, for Billy Elliot. David Alvarez. Mm-hmm. As Bernardo. Was great. Even though I would say this role is closest to remaining to what he originally was on um, like on stage and, and on screen in 61. Like they didn't alter him too much. But what David brought to that role was terrific. That frustration, that anger that's brewing in Bernardo the whole time. I am. Did you know David Autumn? (laughs) No, I don't. I wondered if I did. I was like, do I know this guy? Um, I loved him. I thought he was sweet. I thought he cared. Yeah. Well, you well you can see why the community gravitated to him as a leader. Well, why they looked him at, uh, as like a as a protector, but at the same uh-huh. time, you understood Chino's point of view at the boxing gym after the movie, where he says Bernardo was a fool because he he let the gringos box him in to this to That's these right. twenty blocks. That's so, right. So he was he was strong, he but he also got tripped up by his own prejudice yeah. his own blindness well he was forever in a boxing ring yes he roped himself in yeah <laughs> right? yeah he roped himself in yes and uh, but when someone is displaced mm-hmm. that idea of finding home again mm-hmm. and finding your place and yeah. where you belong it's incredibly relevant and I think what made this really interesting mm-hmm. was the fact that everyone was going to be displaced. Yes, we will get into that element of the plot because that is in my Kushner section when we talk about him more because I loved that. I did too. And I love the fact that they gave Bernardo a song. He has his own song in this. Yeah. Which, which is which is the Puerto Rican revolutionary song. I like, like the fact they couldn't write a new song really because they, I mean, Sondheim was still alive, but Bernstein isn't there anymore. And you can't write another song that, cause, cause you'll know it's not Bernstein. Bernstein had such a distinct writing pattern that you can never write another song, even though it'd be great to write a song for the sharks. No. But the fact they found a way to give Bernardo a song that was a defiant middle finger to shrank by saying, Oh yeah, it was brilliant. Viva like, Puerto Rico. Yes. Like Viva la Revolution. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was great. It was so great. It was. And, and I I have to give it to Spielberg. Yeah. Um thank you for doing half of this film mm-hmm. in Spanish. I love that. We will get into that more. With Putting no it in subtitles. Spanish. Yes. We will What's that? we'll get well, I, I said we will get into that. It's coming up in the next section. Okay. I have one more person we got to talk about, though. And she is by far my favorite performance of this movie. Anita DeBose. Yes. Ariana DeBose as Ariana. Did I say Anita? Yes. (laughs) Friends, it's been a long day. It has been a long day. But no, Ariana DeBose as Anita. And I love her work. I love her. I she think she is great. fantastic. This, and this was and this came. She filmed this before the prom and before Schmigadoon. 
So this was her first thing out of the gate. Did she make a dance? Yes, she plays Emma Tate the schoolmarm. She plays like the Marion the Librarian character. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. She's so so ridiculously talented. And she was in the Hamilton Pro Shot as the bullet. Anyway, Ariana DeBose. By far the standard of the cast. I want her to win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. She earns it. In she this. does earn it. She, yeah. the complexity where, with her switching so fast between exuberant joy to the comedy zinger lines to the absolute sadness and anger that she has towards the end is yeah. and fear and the fear she also has in this character as well, which I don't oh, think is always greatest. acknowledged with Anita. Is 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 that is that Anita does have fear? Like the moment when she takes a second before she takes the plunge to go to the to go to the candy store at those stairs where it's almost like she's gonna walk into the pit of hell. Yeah. And just her moment of grasping that banister and steadying herself was brilliant. Like she like just the detail she put into that. Oh no, like, she's she's magnificent. I just wish. She had been given a little bit more time. I agree. A little bit more time. Yeah. Before a boy like that. You know what I wish they had done? And this is going to tie into my notes on Geofficer Krupke. Is uh. Geofficer Krupke needed to be after the rumble. And it needed to have, because the, the, it was too front loaded with the songs. And we lost the Jets after the rumble. We need it. Like, I wanted the song for them there. And then you have the scene with Chino mm. at, the, at the gym. And I wanted Anita there to come pick up Bernardo's stuff, like his boxing gloves mm. or his gym bag. Like, after she goes to the morgue. And she's the one that's there and tries to tell Chino, don't throw your life away. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Like, have her in that scene with Chino. And the other gentleman who who was there in the boxing ring with Chino as well. Because I feel like she was needed there and then she gets home and finds Maria and Tony. I don't know. I don't know if she's capable of that at that point. I Mm. think she's probably spent a lot of time wandering. So when she comes in, but the reaction, like I wanted her to be more feral. Yes. That well, that unleashing well, mm-hmm. that agony, mm-hmm. that agony, and to break down in Maria's arms and have Maria almost violently give something back. Mm-hmm. And then the two of them finally meet. Well, the fact I, that they saw, well, once again, we, 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 will get, we will get into that song. It's coming up in my notes too. Okay. But I will say, yeah, I agree. The, I wanted a little bit more out of her in, in, in the second part before she got home. I agree with that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I do it needed like, to be something. It just felt all of the Tony Maria stuff felt rushed. It felt like yeah. eh, afterthought. Yeah. I, I almost didn't want them in the film. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what this would be like without these two characters. There wouldn't be a story. They're the catalyst. Yes, there happened. would. You would have the whole story of the, jets and the sharks and just reconfigure that way more interesting same with romeo and juliet 
the Capulets and the Montagues. They're way more, infinitely more interesting than the two leaves. Who cares yeah. about yeah. young love? I don't. You're 14. You'll get over it. Whatever. Move on. <laughs> uh, yes. Unless okay. you're Maria and Chino, apparently. Yeah. 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 Um, but I but- do want to say, while we're talking about Anita, okay. I do want to give a massive shout out to the woman who played Graziella. Oh, yes, she is. And the yeah, work learning. she did, like that that sticking up for another woman fit. Oh, yes. I, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yes, that was, yes, don't go in Her there. Her name is Pomela uh, Garcia Lee. And apparently okay. her and Ariana DeBose were fr- are friends in real life. Like they started out auditioning together in New York. Like uh, they are really close friends in real life. And I did love that she was yeah. there with Anita in the candy store. And how yeah, she I just, from and they got Spanish or speaking Spanish tonight. And then she and then she tries to get Anita out by saying, Nobody wants her here, let her go. And then it's the pleading when they lock her out. Yeah. I thought that sweet. was a I mean, I mean, we'll get into that soon because, yeah, actually, you know what? Let's get into it because Let's do we're, it. we're into the next session, which is what do we think of Tony Kushner's adaptation? Is this a good film adaptation of this musical? Is there any scene we didn't feel quite translated well from either stage or from the 61 version? And I'll start with the Anita scene at the candy store. And yeah. I finally figured it out after my fourth viewing of that scene. Speak away. And it's the music. Mm. The music in that scene doesn't work. And the direction of that moment doesn't work. Because Anita comes in, right? And in the 61 and in the original version, her objective is very clear. I want to see Doc. I want to help. Let me get downstairs. And we lose that. And, and, and the Jets' objective is very clear too, which is Tony came through for us. So we got to come through for him. Meaning we got to protect that door at all costs. Yeah. The setup of these two opposing forces are, are now going to collide. And the fact that the music starts right off the top in that scene with the Mambo music, and then it segues into the America music, which has a sick energy to it. It's eerie energy because as we've talked about in our previous discussion about the scene, it's the spitting in the face version of America now. It's t- distorting. Um, uh, it, 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 it represents the distortion of Anita's idealism in that moment because they're using that song against her. And mm-hmm. the energy just wasn't there. That that drive toward the inevitable that they're going, going to attack her because Anita keeps forcing her way in to the scene with the, I want to see Doc. He's not here. I know he is. Where is he? Like, I, 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 enough. Yes, it needed to be like, longer. It, it, it needed it, to be longer and sicker. I, I, the fact that in the original version, the staging of that moment is so brutal because it starts with the insults, then escalates to them pulling off her shawl and then escalates to them pulling her into the shop, doing the dance with the scarf, and then it escalates to them throwing her around and onto the ground. 
Yeah. Like it, it all felt like too quickly. Of that juven, juvenility. Yes. There wasn't enough of that teasing, mocking. Yes. In need, and in more. that, 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 that we don't know what to do. This is our only recourse. Yes. Is to attack you. Yeah. Like, you know, it's almost like Krupke is the prophecy of this happening. Yes. And that's why, that's why I go, and this is actually ties into my notes for this. That's why I went, once again, Spielberg didn't know what to do with Krupke. He played into the comedy of that song, not the drama. And as you said, Autumn, that song, when it's too early in it, gives the Jets an excuse of why they do what they do. When it comes after the rumble, it now feels like they're trying to create an alibi for what they've done. Yeah. And, 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 and the fact that we lose them for so long, like after the rumble, we get more at the Sharks after the rumble than we do with the Jets. Like all of a sudden they're in Valentina's shop and it's like, hold on, how did you reconvene with each other? How did you re, like, reunite and how did you make the decision of what you're going to do? That You track the Jets throughout the second act and it's very clear of, we got to regroup. Okay, great. Okay, now we've regrouped. Okay, now we got to find Tony because she knows hunting for Tony. Okay, now we're in the shop. Okay, now we found Tony. Okay, let's watch out for the PRs. Okay, one just walked into our in, 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 um, into our den. Now what do we do? How do we defend yeah. this guy? And what starts out as a simple like, you know, Doc, he slipped into the night deposit slot and got stuck halfway in. So there's no telling when he'll be back. Buenas noches, senorita. Yeah. To you lying spick, you lying spick, Bernardo's pig, to we're now going to rape you. Right? Like the, the escalation no. of that trajectory of the second act with the Jets wasn't there. Well, it's an act of protection. Yeah. So to serve and protect, mm-hmm. what would be really great mm-hmm. in this scene is a reprise of Krepke. Yeah. You're so right. Oh my God, Autumn. Why hasn't we ever thought of this? Because no one is me. I know. Right? I know. But you, you can, so you have, you can have what Spielberg did because I thought mm-hmm. it was genius. It showed that edginess and them defending their bad behavior. Instead yeah. of changing it, they defended it. Yeah. Which is a choice. It is. And it was like, oh, are you going to keep making that choice? And you, you, as an audience member, you're like, oh, no, please don't make that choice. Yeah. And then you go and you watch them make the choice. But then to come back at it mm-hmm. and do Officer Krupke with Anita. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you do it. That's what should have happened. Mr. Spielberg. Exactly. And for me, I go, what really made that scene work in the end was Anita's response to Valentina, where she says, you're a traitor for what you've done. And and, and the fact fact she says, do you think I want to be in this country with animals like you? I am not American. I am Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Like the fact that it's her defiance at the end is what's sealed uh, I, I felt weird watching the scene yeah but it, it stuck the landing enough that i was like okay but then the outro that's when you play america 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you alter it and play it on her accent. Yes. Then it leaves Valentina stuck in the middle. That would have been good. Oh, those two. That would have been good. Thank you. Um, I think there needs to be a remake. Yeah. (laughs) Directed by Autumn Smith and Mackenzie Horner. Um, And I will say, okay, so let's get into the final shot because I thought it was an interesting choice of what Spielberg did. Where you end with Valentina picking up the gun and giving Chino over to the police at the end. I didn't like that. What I what what I would have because I it felt like Spielberg doing the thing of oh the uh, the Puerto Rican woman is giving up one of her own like she's making the choice to side with the Jets. She is giving up the shark basically. She's sending the shark to 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 to, to the to, to the to the slaughterhouse. And I'm like instead of doing that, I would much really rather seen her come and comfort Maria and take Maria under her wing. And walk her back into the store with the body. And have Chino instead end going kneeling on the ground with his hands up as the police show up. And you fade to black. As we... Or... What if the police don't show up? That would have been good too. Like what if she embraces Chino? Mm-hmm. That would have been good. See, that would have worked. Like we had just went, it's a weird choice to have her giving up and then they all walk into the soda shop together that would have been good with with tony's body like that would have been good too um yeah for me like i just felt like it 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 ended on a weird note where i just i don't know why you made that and that's why i want to read kushner's screenplay when it becomes available because it's going to be nominated or should be nominated for best adapted screenplay because it is a well it was brilliant kushner is brilliant i mean he finds relevance in, in things that you go, oh, I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the fact that Kushner explored gentrification and as Autumn likes to say, class to such a fine level with this. The fact that you open on a rebel pile and you're showing that Ooh, like, these world is- comes in. I'm like, well, that's irony. Yeah. Exactly. And then the fact that like And who populates the Lincoln Center? All the white paying five hundred dollars to see a piece of opera. Exactly. There's nothing there is not a bigger uh signifier of classism than the Lincoln Center. And that is what they chose. And and it's interesting. It's also a slam at arts, I think. And, oh, absolutely. And the commercialization, which is irony in itself. You know, they're making multi billion dollar films. Yeah. And yet they're going to, you know, yeah, say that. Right. And I mean, the, I, and I, mean I loved Cru- or Shrank's speech, where, where, where basically he says, You guys are stupid idiots because you didn't get out. You're, I love that line. You're the last of the can't make it concave. Uh, uh, can't make it Caucasians. Yeah, Caucasians. Like, it's such a great line. Because it's like, the fact that, like, everybody else got smart, moved out, and married nice girls who you would want to marry, but your families stayed here drinking, being low class. Where were they going to go? Like, 
We don't consider this when we're gentrifying a neighborhood. And that's what Kushner highlighted so well in this was the doom of these two gangs because, as Shrank rightly points out, what's a gang without territory? Well, Riff, you're very soon going to find out because it's weeks away from all being torn down. Like the fact that right next to Doc's is a rubble pile and Doc's yeah. is like the last refuge. But that was that was brilliantly done. Like if you look at if you look at um, documentation, like film documentation yeah. of New York at that time, it was mm-hmm. a rubble pile. Yeah. I mean, New York, as we know it, didn't really gentrify until the 90s, mid 90s, yeah. because I was there in the eight. Yeah, I was there in the 80s and it, it was not pretty. <laughs> it was not pretty, but it had a ton of character. It was interesting. It was all Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> and, you know, before Donald Trump moved in, yeah, it was a really interesting town. But yep. It's like Parkdale. What what was Parkdale before all of the veganism? Like it was a har- a safe harbor for the world of otherness to live in. Mm-hmm. and cohabitated and we have alienated those who are on the margins of our society yeah. and that is what Kushner does beautifully in this yes he wrote this is a reflection like mm-hmm. what what happens when we when we steal the land mm-hmm. and we use it yeah. for ill deeds yes and capitalism. Yeah, exactly. And I will it, say, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I will say this Kushner script also added another major problematic element of the story for me, mm. which is Tony and Maria shouldn't sleep together. There is no reason for them to have sex after the rumble. No. No. What you really needed in that moment. Instead of having Ansel with the shirt off and Rachel with it with her top off in bed, is it should have just been them sitting by the bed, holding each other, and and maybe falling asleep in each other's arms, just holding each other next to the bed, you know. And then and then Anita comes in and finds them. That's what should have happened there because the sex is unnecessary. Like me, I just go, it's gratuitous. It's not a necessary plot point. That's something apparently we need in 20, 21st century. But that was in the 61 version and the 57 version too. That plot point that they sleep together is in all uh, three versions. Because they're basing it off of that other thing it's based on. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> the worst Shakespeare ever written. I know. But for me, I just went, this film really highlighted the, the unnecessary need for that plot point. Just simply having Maria tend to his wounds and hold to him. Yeah, That's we all can you assume need. that they've done it. Yeah, we can ass- we can assume that they've had sex. We can make that assumption based on their closeness. But if he's just holding her, mm-hmm. that's that speaks way more volumes to their their closeness. Well, I mean, like my sister pointed that. it out. Quincy pointed it out to me. She goes, "Why the heck would she sleep with the guy that just killed her brother?" Plot wise, yeah. it makes no damn sense. And no. for me, I go, no, she's right. My sister is absolutely right. It, it is an unnecessary plot point. If anything, they would hold each other and cry because they just They lost. should have been weeping together, sobbing yes. together. Yes. Because he did the thing that he was most afraid that he would do. 
Yeah. And, and what is the capacity to do it again? And what is the danger of him being there in that moment? Yeah. If yeah. he can kill my brother, who else can he kill? Can he do to me? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I will no. say love sex. <laughs> yeah. No sex. No sex needed. No sex needed. But I will say the Spanish, which is something you touched on briefly. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. That mm-hmm. was a brilliant choice. And I will defend Spielberg to the end. People are like, well, they should have subtitled because the majority of the audience is English speaking. I'm like, I followed that plot with no problem with the, with the subtitles. I you understood know what? exactly what was being said. What movie. is the second major language in America, friends? Spanish. I think it's Spanish. You all took mm-hmm. Spanish in school. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Forget it. If you don't know Spanish, just who cares? I don't know Spanish. I was like, I don't know it either. I, but I understood. I it. love hearing things in other languages mm-hmm. because it forces me to engage the narrative in a new way. It 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 teaches us about intention and it's just magic. It was it was magic. And it is, I will, I, yeah, I will praise him and defend him for that choice. It was a brilliant choice. And I love the fact that line of speak English kept coming back. Mm-hmm. When it's said by Anita, it's encouraging because she goes, because she wants to assimilate, um, assimilate. She wants to practice. She wants to be as American as possible. But when it's said by Lieutenant Shrank or Gladhand at the dance, where it's like at all school functions, you must speak English. Like, which is hilarious. It turns into an insult. Because, like, the majority of New York at that time was made up of immigrants who could not speak exactly English. Right. And the fact that, like, then it's thrown back at Anita at the end in the candy store scene with Graziella, who says, Spanish, who comes in here speaking Spanish, not tonight. Like the fact mm-hmm. that that comes back again. That colonial view eh, of the world. It's like, once again, Kushner just weaving that element into the story is well, so smart. The only thing I wish is that <coughs> Anita's song, A Boy Like That, had been done in Spanish, like the 2009 revival. Because that is the one moment where I felt yeah, Anita would sing in Spanish because she's. So I think she could have so done the whole thing in Spanish. Yeah, and then Maria kept could keep saying in speak English. English. Yeah, like that could have been another layer. Yes. Yeah, but she's when we are in a heightened state of, of grief or anxiety or we regress love, to, we revert yeah, we, back to our yeah. first state. Yes. So she would be in speaking Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Because she is at her core, that is who she is. She is Puerto yes. Rican. She is mm-hmm. proud, right? Yeah. And this otherness, she should have done the whole thing in Spanish. I agree. I agree. Well, that. let's get into the songs because okay. we're talking about them. So, top three songs. Ooh. My first one is the Tonight Quintet. Tonight. 
I loved this song. I thought yeah. it translated best from stage to screen. Spielberg, like the deep, once again, in the book, the detail that Spielberg yeah. goes into with this is incredible. Like I remember watching yeah. it for the first time at the screening and my jaw dropped because it's such a simple direction of the jets cross paths with Maria because oh, she's I know. going into the subway I and, and he, they're walking the other way. And it's oh yeah, it was, it like, was brilliant. That I, was my so mouth brilliant. Dropped. I literally just went, oh my God. What I a brilliant, sim- simple directing choice of they cross paths, but it totally works. And the fact that in, in, fact in a 20, 20 block radius, yeah. of course they yeah. do. Yeah. And the fact that the underscore between what was Shrank's monologue before it starts of, we know it's tonight. We don't know where we're going to lock down these 20 blocks and find it because yeah. we don't want dead kids in the newspaper the next day, which was a real thing. Cheetah Rivera talks about how yeah. Jerome Robbins would bring in news articles of dead, uh, of dead juvenile delinquent kids. Like the fact that like that is a real thing that was happening. The fact that you have under underneath that whole song you have that bum 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 lock down the west side. The jets are gonna have their way. Like it's just so brilliantly done. And the fact they come bursting up through the doors. Like you just feel like you know what I described it in my notes as? It has the same energy as the mob song from Beauty and the Beast. It's the killer song. It has that same. We're going to go get them. We're going to drive. We're, we're, we're going to go get the other. There's we're going to go destroy the other. There is a feral. Feral. It is so feral. They're Both sides are feral. And, and even Anita is feral because what's she talking about throughout the whole song? She's going to go home and have a hot date night with Bernardo. Yeah. They're going to have sex. They're going to sex gonna it up. get it them. on. And she's she, talking about she, it like, in the church. The tables. She's, yeah. she's in a bathrobe. The fact that she talks about having sex in a church as she's like, and then her, and her two friends are just Shh, shut up. <laughs> it's great. Well, it's she's great. well, she's doing her hail marys or whatever. Yes, it's, it's brilliant. Like just the detail and just the way and just that gorgeous shot of Rachel walking into the orange sunset in that blue dress. Yeah. It just glowed, and Tony yeah. coming out of the ground like a jet oh, taking yeah. off, taking flight into the night. Like, oh yeah, the, it, it was it was brilliant. It was the brilliant. only shot that was missing. Again now. Oh, it's so good! And the only shot that was missing is I wish there would have been a shot of Valentino looking through the the store window, watching Tony walk off, like just yeah. her watching, going somewhere. <laughs> well, exactly because she says, "Don't like." She says in her first scene with him is, "Stay away from the Jets and Riff. They are yeah. bad news for you. They will drag you down." They're the drug. They're the drug that you got to break. And the fact that she's going to watch him walk off into the night. Yeah. And she knows what's going to happen. She's not like, okay, Valentina is very smart. Like, I think that was the only shot that was missing in that entire thing was because she wasn't singing. They yeah. didn't feel like they needed her in that moment. But I'm like, you did need her just to be there to lock up the shop and watch Tony walk away. Yeah. But the fact I- that it just tracks, they are converging forces on the salt shack. Yeah, the shadows. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, once again, Janos Kaminsky with his with, with, with his cinematography in that, just the blending of the shadows, which we saw from the trailer, 
It's beautiful. Also, oh, it's interesting that they chose somewhere that they were, they were surrounded by whiteness. Yes, that is true. The, the, the piles of white and the white floor, basically, because it's stained with salt. And they're okay. slipping on it. They're slipping on the whiteness. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Once again, Spielberg and his details with Kushner. But the song, it's just so brilliant. And the energy to it. I can't help but tap my foot every time we get to that moment. I'm eagerly awaiting that song. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, my number one song. I don't know. What's you are going to contest this. I know you are. What? But I think. Cool. Get cool, boy. Got a rocket in your pocket. Keep coolly cool, boy. Don't get hot, cause man, you've got some high times ahead. Take it slow, and daddy, oh, you can live it up and die in bed. Boy, boy, crazy boy. Stay loose, boy. Breeze it, buzz it, easy does it. Turn off the juice, boy. Go, man, go, but not like a yo-yo schoolboy. Just play it cool, boy. Real. Actually, that we actually that's a note we missed in my Kushner section, which is I love. But they didn't they didn't make my list, but I loved cool in one hand, one heart because of the way they were reconceived, and cool was brilliant. Yeah. This, they made cool work. The struggle in that song was real. The danger yeah. of that gun and the struggle for that gun. And the brilliant. The boards, How did nobody ever think of that? on the pier, oh. that huge hole. I'm like, yeah. that choreography was good. That was very good. And the fact that I'm Tony like, was a little bit slower, a little bit more clunky in his movements, story-wise made sense because he's been out of the, he's been in jail for a year. Like he's not as agile as Riff. Riff is spinning and he's fast. Oh, I thought he was pretty agile. I'm like, wait. Like, like Tony is fall. agile, but when you watch Mike Bass, who is who is a natural dancer from Broadway, yeah, he had like his turns are sharper, his movements are sharper. Tony's is he, like Tony's taller. He's more brutish. He's more thuggish. He's yeah. more able to swing and yes, he can move, but it's clunkier. It's not as tight. Yeah. Riff is spun like a top. Like Riff is, boom. He, he's like a cat, yeah. ready to pounce on that gun and want he wants that it was, gun. I just I loved it. It was brilliant. I love the danger. Yeah, yeah. This and, song worked visually. Like, I, I, and once again, that's what I struggle with. Cool is when you listen to it, it's boring. When you see it done like this, the energy oh. to it, and the fact that Tony cries at the end, because. Yeah. Roy Spielberg talks about it in, in the book is this is Riff and Tony's breakup song. This is the moment where well, their paths are breaking from each other. The Jets other him. Yeah. And he's lost his brothers. It's not yes. just Riff. He's lost his. It's Yeah. It's the nail in the coffin. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's yeah. completely othered mm -hmm. in that moment. So that was interesting. Yeah. So I I, uh, I I will not contest it, Autumn. I like. Okay. Cool All right. What's it would your be number, number four. Two? 
Well, Autumn, it has to be America. Everywhere crime in America. Organized crime in America. Terrible time in America. You forget I'm in America. Yeah, I, oh, I, I was going to say that too, actually. I loved America. And the fact that Ariane DeBose's shoes melted because of how hot the pavement was and how much movement she was doing, that she melted her shoes for this number shows the dedication. And this was, I, I think this was the hardest number they were going to have to do because the original yeah. is so iconic uh, on the <coughs> roof with Rita Moreno in that purple dress. That well, that was they, an uphill slog of a song to reconceive because it's like you got to figure out. But they how did it beautifully. It. Like, oh, it's brilliant taking over and the street party and like this yeah. almost siesta fiesta kind of. And the idea fact that we see the protests happening came. about evictions, it's great. That fact that Anita's coming through and you're catching the community in this, and it just shows I how loved. Yeah. How the community came out of the stores and were on the yeah. street and became well, part of the peace. Well, they were. Well, that represents how this whole community gets drawn into this argument that Anita and Bernardo are having about yeah. America and the fact that they all get swept up in this moment of joy and the fact that it ends with a kiss, which was apparently very important to the to both. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, Ariana DeBose and David uh, <coughs> Alvarez, because they said we wanted to show that even when you disagree, you can still end on a good note with each other. It's not just like f you, f you. Like <laughs> we disagree on going home, right? Like the fact that like clearly they've had this argument before. They know each other's arguments of course. and the of joy course. and the fact that in the sound design of when Anita is uh, punching the the gloves. And the fact that her punches are heavier, showing that she's driving the energy is great. And the fact that the gym is Rivera Gymnasium after Cheetah Rivera is yeah. another like great little homage and detail that's yeah. put into that. And like awesome. It's such a great song. And I was and I would that, that was the song I was most nervous about. Cause I was like, how are they gonna do this song well and not make it a hokey street dance? Because it could easily just become, oh, everybody dance, yay. It's like, no, no, they built a story. Like, this was Anita's day in a life. Like, she does her laundry in the beginning. She then leaves. She goes and buys fabric for her little sewing shop she's got going on up in there. It's It's brilliant. Then then you travel past the protest. You drop um, Bernardo off at the gym. You then go back into the fabric district. Again, like just the, the weaving of the song. Like they've took oh. the fact that they went through so many locations. Cool. Like yeah. a like it's it became a beautiful pastiche. Yes. It was brilliant. And the, the and, fabric. And, yeah. And the fact that I didn't miss the purple dress as much as I thought as much as I thought I would. I was yeah. I, I for me, I was like, am I gonna miss the purple dress? Because it's such an iconic costume. 
And the fact that Spielberg made the conscious choice of, no, she's in yellow and red. I love the yellow and red. It was a brilliant color and it worked. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm sold. I'm good. It's, they're just fiery. Like they're, yeah. they're scrappy. Her yeah. and Bernardo are scrappy. Oh, totally. And tenacious. And well, I love her lines. In all of their yeah. tenacity and bodaciousness. It's love. They are loving, mm-hmm. but they are also involved in their community. Yeah. And their community, like that is their home. Mm-hmm. Their home is their community. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that is significant. Um, and it's why why Bernardo fails in a bigger way than Riff. Yeah. Because he has something that Riff does not have. He has a community. He has the community around him supporting his fighting, his boxing. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, that he was a Riff, boxer. Riff has this band of lost boys, right? Who yeah. are lost and who feed each other. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's why people, I think, for the most part, become involved in gangs because they want that sense of belonging. Yes. They yeah. need to be a part of something and have that purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Jets are. But Bernardo and Anita have so much, like, they have this, a home. They've rebuilt home. Yeah. Well, so, well, well I mean, Anita says, do you, do you know where my home is? It's where I pay rent. It's where I like come home at night. It's my life. I live with you. Yes, exactly. And it's I love her line when, um, when um, Bernardo says, I had a dream last night that we were back home in Puerto Rico with six kids. And her line is six kids, marry a cat. It's like <laughs> just that zinger of a line. It's she has great singers. Great. Like the best singers. She does. She does. Oh. And I mean, yeah, this number was just one that I was nervous about and Spielberg hit it out of the park with it. I, I loved yeah. it. And, and I love the fact that you have not just Spanish kids dancing, but there is some black children in there too at the end. So the fact that like it's drawing in everybody and the fact that Ariana DeBose is Afro-Latino. So the mm-hmm. fact that you're getting a lot of mix in there, like it's not just Puerto Rican, it's the whole bunch of well, Elements it's a celebration of feeling othered mm-hmm. in a place, right? And coming together and standing strong as a community. Yeah. And I think, you know, what would happen if we made more people feel included in the dialogue? Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I love it. I, love I don't it. know. I'm going to go. I'm doing that as my number two as well. What's your number right. three? A boy like that slash I have a love. This was a song I liked because it was sung live on set. And okay. the emotions those two women brought, like, Kushner describes the song in the book as a pursuit. 
it is a chase between the two of them. Anita chases Maria, and then Maria chases Anita. And so the I fact that chase. I didn't get it. Okay, I got it. I mean, I got it. And the fact that you watch Ariana DeBose cry, and then she puts her hand on her stomach, which is a singer's trick to help steady your diaphragm, because she then had to sing at the end. So the rawness and the realness of that acting moment of how do you jump like the fact that she went to such a, an emotional place and then had to jump back and even pull it in half the way of not being able to sing because you're crying um i'd rather that really yeah oh you don't need to finish a note for me interesting leave it what if you're sobbing uncontrollably because you are so grief stricken no please sing the final note of your song <laughs> yeah well, no i would rather i i wanted this i wanted that i wanted her not to remind herself that she was an actor ah true true you want you're not an actor yes. you are anita in this moment what do you need what do you want how are you going to get what you want if you don't get what you want what is the conclusion what is the mm -hmm. consequence of that the consequence is mm -hmm. he's gone yeah and your lover killed him yeah <laughs> like i wouldn't be able to get through that song yeah yeah true and sing it in spanish yes the one thing i will say is i felt was missing which is featured in the 61 version is there's a musical vamp when Anita enters into the room or, 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 or like enters into the space and it slowly builds into the song as like her anger is building. Like it starts off quiet, melodic, and then it's da 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 It's almost Jaws as she's yeah. pacing outside the door waiting to come into the room. Um, and I missed that vamp. I thought that would have given the energy it needed to get into the song because the, the slap was great. The, like I needed to slap Maria in that moment. That was a righteous slap of anger and pain. But I felt the vamp was needed in there to really give the lead into that song. I think it needed to be way more. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it definitely could have been way more. Like the emotions could have been ratcheted up even higher. But I mean, the fact they did it live in it, in it, it's one of my favorite songs of it. Mm -hmm. like, I go, you know, you did well. You did well with with, with it. Like, is it my favorite? No, it's my number three. I mean, I could have put a whole, I mean, that, the, th the third spot was a tough one to fill because I'm like, I could have put somewhere. I could have put um, the prologue. I could have put a few other choices. I was like, yeah, I'll go with a boy like that. Slash I have a love just because I like the conflict song. It is classic song time. Yeah. And it's, it's a song we talked about when we did the when we did the episode originally because it was my yeah. favorite choice then too. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. Okay, what is your third choice? I don't know. I I'm I'm gonna say the prologue.
Good choice. Do you know why? Why? The... Yeah, the whistle? Cut. It cut off. And it was like, oh. Usually it goes, da-da, da 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 Yeah. It, 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 it lingers, but this went, da-da-da. And I'm like, oh, that's new. And it got me right off the top. And mm. I'm like, okay, okay. But then you add in this, like, people coming out of, like, the rubble with paint. Well, the jets are, once again, and, they're taking off. Like, they break out of the ground. Well, it's, they, they're being they're reborn. There's yes. a rebirthing. There's a almost an alien like the movie alien quality to it right mm-hmm. like, um, and it's scrappy yeah and gross and i i love that i love that they were vandals and then the level of violence of being hit with a paint can oh yeah it's a violent like this movie's very violent i was like oh yeah that's exactly where you need to be. And baby John getting his the nail in his ear. <sighs> yeah, see, I love the prologue because it right away set up the Jets were not going to be as nice as the 61 version made them. Like, they were, I, 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 the Jets were far, I don't want to say they were nicer uh, in the 61, but they, but they were far less. They were nicer. Petul- they, yeah, okay, we'll go with nicer. I think nicer is a good word. Yeah. Because, like, they come out right away. They're kicking down the sign that say men working. Like they're like they're stealing the paint cans. They come into the community and steal paintbrushes. They take down signs. Like they wreak havoc. They, they come in and, and they just tear shit up <clears throat> in they the do. worst way possible. Uh, and then and then they vandalize that that um the the mural. The Puerto the, Rican flag. Yeah, it's great. It, it's great. And it's then just, it's so and, and then the way Spielberg childhood. shot it, with, yeah. The way the, then the way Spielberg shot it with the different angles, like the fact you have the kid come down the ladder and the ladder slides right into frame, or the fact baby John falls off the fence and gets caught in oh, it's, camera. It's brilliant. It's it's it was a brilliant opening. It was different. So and the irony of it, it being knocked down for the Lincoln Center, yeah, like that. It's genius because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, what, what, are you, what are you trying to say? Here? Yeah. Okay, Autumn. Da-da-da. Top three songs that didn't translate well to screen. What mm. were your, what was your number one? The dance of the gym. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's but true. Yeah, I just was, hated it. I hated everything about it. I'm like, I liked well. the I liked the costume design. I thought that was good. I liked some of the camera work that was done, but I agree with you. The choreography itself was very 
tell you the one thing I loved about the dance at the gym. Yeah. Was Chino and Maria. I that was, was like, great when he starts so, dancing. It's Heart so pump. sweet. Yeah. It's so sweet and out of character, but he's putting himself out there and he's like, here I am. And she falls for it. How can you not fall for that? And then Hanka Hanka comes in and stares at her. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Ansel Elgort. I love it. I love it. Isn't that good? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> he looks yeah. can't. I just can't. I do also love Riff's reaction to Anita in, um, in this scene when she oh, cues when the pop. band. Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or no, or no, after they do the double circle. Yeah. And, and Anita cues the mambo to start and just riff snicker at like, all right, you're kind of cool. I dig you in this moment. Let's go yeah. have a dance off. But yeah, the fact that Scooper kept having them bump into each other. Do you know what I also found sometimes? There was a respect. There was. For each other. Yes. And I was like, oh, it made it more tragic. Like their their respect for each other, like the 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 knives, guns, yeah. rocks, bricks, yes. chains. Okay, maybe not knives because knives are bad. In a bathroom. Yeah. A, not at the soda shop. Brilliant. I'm like, this makes sense. Yeah, they would meet right away. Yeah, in a bat in a men's bathroom. Yeah. The most masculine place you can go next to the urinals. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. like urinal pucks and piss everywhere and yeah. graffiti, yeah. genius. Yeah, um, but there was a there was a mutual respect, and that made it more tragic. Yes. So dance at the gym, except for the Chino Maria. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, my number one though actually ties in with Maria. It's I feel pretty. <gasps> I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and bright and I pity any girl who isn't me tonight. I feel charming, oh so charming. It's alarming how charming I feel and so pretty that I hardly can believe I'm real. See that pretty girl in that I didn't mind this number. What I didn't like was the way we got into the number. What? Because it was too soft. If you listen to the album, the album for I Feel Pretty starts with the way it starts on, on, in the show, which is the bum 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 like it's jarring. After the rumble, it's a jarring start to that song and what i wished is we instead of doing a soft fade out of the the dead bodies and onto maria is they find the bodies smash cut to maria looking in the mirror and the spritzer bottle going off like right away versus like oh she walks out onto the floor she's kind of daydreamy like i could just kill the energy coming out of the rumble i want it to be jarred because that's what that song's about. That's what that song is. It's the jar. It's the sharp contrast of 
We just saw two people die. And this girl doesn't know that's happened yet. We lost some of the dread because we got, because Spielberg chose to follow Maria's daydreamy Mandarin before she gets into the song. When it should be interesting been... to double exposure it, right? So Maria's, yes. as she sprang, it fades out and she fr- fades in. Love that. I would have loved that. Like for me, like, like it's not like it was a bad staging. Like I liked it when I liked the fact they went through the store and, and Maria Love was it. playing upper class. That was great. It was just the way we got into it put me off. Because I love like, that it was at Gimbal's. I loved the relevance of that. And well, yeah, the fact that she's cleaning, cleaning lady. Yeah, she's a cleaning lady. At yeah. Gimbal's? They, yeah, they have eight floors to clean. And the fact that the, the four the four woman is Andrea Burns, who is a former Maria. Mm-hmm. It was Broadway very nice. It, I, I, it yeah, I usually, number, but, but I like, usually I, hate it. I know, I was I, expecting it on your list. No, no, it almost made my other list. Because oh. I'm like, oh, thank God this made sense. Yeah. Well, it makes but sense the, after uh, the Rumble. I like that it went back to after the Rumble. It feels yeah. because it's, 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 once again, it's that tragic fall. It's, it, 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 it's, it's as you say, Autumn, it's that purveyor of false hope um, that, that, that mm. we have before Maria has to take the fall and get the bad news from Chino. Purveyor of false hope. Yeah. And yet she still sees him and sleeps with him. I know. See, once again, I'd much rather her just see him. You don't have to bang him. Just see him and mourn together for what you lost. She lost a brother. He lost a brother. There has to be more. There has to be some struggle in that. Yes. Wasn't hardly any struggle. I'm like, there was no struggle in their relationship at all. Mm -hmm. Maria with Anita. Yes. Struggle, but not enough. Maria with Bernardo, yes, great. Maria with Chino, phenomenal. Yeah. But this, I'm like, this is your, you know, your ultimate relationship, your lead relationship. And it's like they gave it the least amount of time. There, even, even when he was climbing the balcony at the beginning, I'm like, climb the whole balcony and have her shoo him off or something. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, uh, but like, let him keep trying because that's who he is. He's persistent. He's a petulant knob, just like the yeah. rest of them. He is. And t- trying to make good, but he's he's also trying to get what he wants. He wants Maria. Right? Yeah. And I love the shot of the dance at the gym where, going back to that number for a quick sec, is yeah. after they come out from under the bleachers and... Chino starts talking in Spanish to Maria and then it just slightly pans to the other side and you see that Tony's standing next to her on the other side so Maria is literally standing between these two worlds of choice. She can go with the expected choice of Chino or she can break the mold and go with Tony. Safe choice. Safe or rebellious. Mm -hmm. I wonder what a teenager will choose. Right? Right? But yeah, I feel pretty, like, I liked it. It's just the way we get into the song is where I felt yeah. a little off on it. Okay. But once again, like, Rachel sings it beautifully. It's, it's, a, it's once again, like, I'm nitpicking here. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, like, uh, like, for example, my second choice, the Jet song. When you're a jet, you're a jet All the way from your first cigarette To your last dying day When you're a jet, if the spit hits the fan You got brothers around, you're a family man You're never alone You're never disconnected You're home with your own 
when companies expect it, you're well protected. For me, it, it was just kind of like once again, it's not a bad song. It's not like like Mike Face does a good job. You feel the brotherhood and the fact that they exclude anybody's without saying a word, but you understand that relationship of beat it is well yeah. done. And the fact that they climb the rubble heap at the end and throw the bricks at Defiant, like up yours at the end. It's nice, but it's like boring. It's like, okay. Like once again, it, it, if your prologue is done well, which it was, you don't mm-hmm. need the song. You just need Riff to say, we're having a rumble. And then we, and like we and like we need to go get Tony. Leave him to me. And he just walks yeah. off and cut to them in the basement. Yeah. That's all you need. You could cut the jet song because Spielberg did such a good job with the prologue and and the Lieutenant Shrank scene after that, that it's all set up for you. The jet song is there to for extra setup. Because the yeah. you know, because it's like you're not secure in do we set up the jets well enough? It's like, no, no, you got them. You're good. Like not yeah, necessary. I didn't think it translated well either. It was going to be on my list. I I was like, yeah, like it, like it's like it's not horrible, but it's blech. and I missed your old Robin's choreography. Yeah, shocking, shocking, <laughs> shocking. Uh, I missed it. Yeah, yeah. but sucker. I'm a no, sucker for his choreography. I know. Obviously. Okay, so what's your number two then? If Jet Song isn't your number two, what is your number two? That's my number two. Okay. 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 So what's your number three? Uh, what was my number one? I totally forget. Oh, the dance. The dance at the gym. Um, so what's your number three? Three. I have mine and it's going to shock you. I know what it is. I know what, what is it, it is already and I'm going to fight it. What is it? What is it? It's Krupp Gate. Yes. The officer Krupp were very upset. We never had the love that every child ought to get. We ain't no delinquents, we're misunderstood. Deep down inside us, there is good. There is good, there is good, there is good, there is untapped good. Like inside, the worst of us is good. Which I know, Autumn, I converted you on the song and now it's made my other list. Well, for the first time in this film, I was like, oh, I get that you're dicks. Like, I knew they were dicks, but Mm -hmm. like they were, it just made sense this time to me that they were wreaking havoc in the police station and they were being idiots and, you know, making excuses for their bad behavior. Mm Um, I liked it. I thought it was really mm-hmm. gross. Like for me, I did. I I think Spielberg excelled at the song the way it was done. It leaned into the comedy. Yeah, and and and, and I love the fact that they talk about in the book is that below the floor below them is where the morgue is because it was all filmed in this one church and they converted the basement of the church into the morgue so as Kushner says it felt like they were dancing above death the whole time which was great but for me I just go the placement didn't yeah yeah the placement didn't work but for me I just go it's a fun engaging number I just don't like where it landed because 
Spielberg front loaded the, 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 the show, so, the movie so much that I was kind of getting not, not bored, but I was getting like, okay, how many more numbers do we have before we get to the damn rumble? Like we got the dance of the gym, then it's tonight, then it's America, then it's Krupke, then it's one hand, one heart, then it's cool, then it's quintet. And then we get to the rumble and then we rush through the ending. And I didn't feel that. I was like, I, the rumble I, is that moment. And the rumble is almost the climax of the piece. It really is. So you, sh- you shouldn't have much after the rumble. That should be a nice denouement, button end, done. <laughs> so I didn't mind where it landed. And I, I wanted it later. Like, I just wanted the, like, once again, Autumn, it's, it's, it's that. I wanted the darkness of that song, and I don't think Spielberg. Oh, I think the darkness of the lyrics. Like, oh, I I think he did. Do you? Because yeah, mm-hmm. and I was I was surprised because I'm, it almost made my top list. Mm. Because I'm like, oh, oh, this is this is new. This mm-hmm. is dangerous. They're petulant, and it was ugly. Mm-hmm. It was ugly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you were not afraid of this song. You didn't need to make it sh- yuck, yuck, Spot yuck. Yeah. There was, there was relevance and intention in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what the song needed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, I, I just went, I wish it's in a different spot. That was my only thing where, where, where I was like. But what oh. if you put a reprise in the soda shop? Well, as you said, that's the good alternative. Where I'm like, if they had done that, then I would have been happy and gone, that'll okay, be in the you earned, one. yeah, that would be the you make of this movie. But yeah, that's what I would have done to balance it out. Because I just went, after the rumble, we lose the Jets for so long and we miss character beats with them. Yeah. And having a scene in a back alley where where they're trying to justify what they did they're trying to justify their actions. And, they're, and as we talked about in our uh, West Side Story episode, which is this song really is a declaration of you want us to be the monster, juvenile delinquent that you say we are, fine. We'll be what you want us to be because that's how we're going to get out of this mess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, because they're being chased. Krupke and Shrank are chasing them down after the rumble, right? It's the... It's yeah. the and it's a fact of, what are we going to do? What are we going to say? Like, what do we do to get out of this situation? Oh, I know. We'll play into their hand. They'll pass yeah. us through the system and we'll come out the other side. Like, nothing's changed. We'll, 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 we passed around the system and, and, and like, we'll get out the other way. I don't know. I, th- I thought it was kind of them justifying what they were about to do. See, for me, I went this version because they have baby John being nervous about going to Rikers. And the fact that mm-hmm. they're coaching him on say something, but don't really say anything. Like, I, I, like it worked on one level because it, yeah. it was more about that him, like him being worried about being interrogated before the Rumble. And I'm like, I wanted it after the Rumble. Because afterwards, I was like... It's okay, not feasible after. after the Rumble, though. It's not feasible. I've mm. never found it feasible after the rumble because it's like you wouldn't be singing this song after the rumble. Well, unless that's because they stage it as schlocky. 
not with sincerity, which comes down to that last verse. If you stage that last verse of G. Officer Krepke, we're down on our knees because no one wants a fellow with a social disease. G. Officer Krupke, what are we to do? G. Officer Krupke, Krupp you. And you play that with not yeah. jovial energy, but I, I, with sad realization that in pleading, and particularly now that Krupke has become almost a father figure to them, yeah. or become a paternal energy, that if you play that final moment with almost no orchestra, and you just let it be a cappella, yeah. Then it works. Okay. Yeah, the but Bernstein's orchestrations keep undermining the song. Because you're right. So many people go, it's a comedy song. It's meant to be jovial because it's young. But as we know, in all good things in the world, in all good theater, you 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 play the opposite of what is given. True. And Bernstein, I bet, would mm, allow playing with music. And I think Sondheim probably would have been like, yeah, yeah, let's try it. Yeah, Burst, yeah, Sondheim would have definitely been like that because he supported well, that, that, is that, a that good artist. That is a good artist at his level of his career to keep going, oh yeah, how can we challenge this to make this better? Yeah, what, what, let's have the shark speak Spanish and sing in Spanish. Brilliant. Like anything, like just keep evolving. Yes. Otherwise, you're just a picture mm -hmm. and a picture with the same viewer. Yeah. But Autumn, I'm all for your idea of bringing back that Krupke do uh, reprise in, in the candy shop with Anita. I think that is a wonderful way to really darken that song and make it. If I ever do West Side Story, which is highly unlikely because I hate Tony. I just but Autumn, like you could do something with your hate turn. You, that will inspire you to change the narrative. Maybe. I liked what Kushner gave him. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, but something that's coming just drives me nuts. Something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it is gonna be great. With a click, with a shock, phone will jingle, door will knock. Open the latch, something's coming, don't know when, but it's soon, catch the moon, one-handed catch, around the corner, or whistling down the river, come on, deliver to me. That's that's my number three right there. Something's coming. God, get rid of that song or do something different to it. You gotta, you gotta put the struggle in it. You got it's a to be or not to be. It's a do I jump off the cliff? What is around the river bend? Yeah. Song. It's searching. And then well, that's actually what I liked about Maria is that they took a boring Maria song and they made it Tony's searching song. That oh, was I hated from, it too. Really? I hated it. I hated oh, it. Oh, I love the fact that he's like searching like, for Maria. And that's why he keeps saying Maria, oh, no. Maria. Like the yeah, stage. I was fine. like, that's smart. Like, yeah, like he's searching for her in the alley. That was brilliant. That was fine. Yeah. He's just so boring. Okay. Boring. Next section. Okay. Next section. Between this version and the best picture winning 1961 version, Autumn 
which do you prefer? Because there are pros and cons in each version. Mm. <laughs> well, I like, I'm going to say this version. That's a really hard one for me, though, because I adore the old version. Yeah. Um, but I'm also looking at it through a modern lens. I know so much more now. I think what I fully appreciate is the script work by Kushner yeah. and the cinematography and, and what Spielberg, you know, did directorially with it. Yeah. You know, the choreography is not the same. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And the choreography is a huge component for me in this musical. It is a major thing. <laughs> um, but I like the danger. Mm-hmm. I like the danger in this one. And I think it became the, 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 the um, conversation around classism, around racism, around otherness was like at the forefront, the whole movie about displacement, about home, about who we are answerable to, why mm-hmm. we, why gangs exist. What is their, you know, why are they there? Why do people feel they need to resort to violence? Um, there was a great moment in this one where they went and knocked a sign that had been, I think, a Puerto Rican. Maybe it was a- an Irish pub that that that, that 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 had been taken over by the Puerto Rican community. That's right. And they take and they it down. knocked the sign and the Irish flag came down. I'm like, oh. But you, the 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 dialogue between all of these displaced people mm-hmm. and trying to fight for, like, if you look at the plight of the Irish, they were displaced. If you look at yeah, the Italians, Italian. like, they were all displaced. Yeah. The Jewish people displaced for centuries. Yeah. Right. And then you get, uh, you know, Puerto Ricans. You get you get uh, people from Cuba, like it's a you get the african-american population they are all displaced in this colonial system of hate Mm -hmm. and trying to you know trying to fight and i think that was really relevant wonderful well for me i also side with you on i do prefer this version to the 1961 that's 1961 will always hold a special place in my heart I will yeah. still go back and watch it. Like, of absolutely. Course. But the the detail and the yeah. expansion of the story, like the fact that even Spielberg got the the sound of the subway when when like Maria and Tony are entering into the subway. Did you catch what it what the do 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 do? Like it it, it had the little motif of oh, there's a place. Oh. Like just the happened? detail in the finesse that went into this is fantastic and we also know more we also know a lot more now. well yeah we know that it's absolutely wrong that in the 61 version they painted Brita moreno up to look darker when she is puerto rican like wasn't it or george shakiris who's greek playing bernardo like like not not great but once again it's iconic as you said the choreography is stunning in the energy toward the end of that of that movie has such a better drive to it yeah. i mean in both versions 
Richard Beamer, Natalie Wood, this one, Ansel Elgort, Rachel Zegler. Their pairings don't match up. Like, I like the development of Tony in this one more. Yeah. But once again, it's it's the performance that's given doesn't match the material that that, 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 that was given. It's just boring. Yeah. Just boring. Yeah, exactly. But yes, this version, I highly side with. All right, Autumn, let's do final thoughts. Is this musical worth seeing? Would you recommend a watch? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at it. The music is beautiful. It's given an absolute beautiful overhaul by Spielberg and crew. And, you know, if you can read anything by Tony Kushner, or witness anything by Tony Kushner, whether it's his best work or not, just go. Mm -hmm. Because he understands the human condition. And for me, he is the, like Sondheim was the musical version of Shakespeare. I think Tony Kushner ranks up there with, you know, the Shakespeare's of the contemporary theater world. I think that is his place. And I think he holds that justly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. I like there's it's there's an ugliness to his work and and it's reflected in this movie. There the ugliness is there. Yeah. Like he just gets it. Yeah. So well, well, I mean the 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 fact that they put so much effort into this one, like the fact that Spielberg and Kushner made three trips to 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 uh to the Puerto Rican University in Puerto Rico. To talk to that community and go, what did the other versions get wrong? What are we missing? But the fact they made such a conscious effort to make sure the other voices were heard. And they made choices of, no, we're not going to subtitle the Spanish to make it easier for the English-speaking audience. If they want to no. understand it, they'll understand it. We'll make I sure that the actors want give to their... praise them for that. I don't want to praise them for that. They should have done that. And anyone... They just learned the lesson. Yeah, but that's the important thing is that they learned the lesson and grew and made a better film. Yes, absolutely. That's the big thing. They could have, like Spielberg's love for West Side could have blinded him because this is his favorite musical. This is the one he grew grew up speaking about, saying this is the movie I grew up on. I know the music really well. He could have just done easy peasy, carbon copy. I just want to do my version. But the fact that him and Kushner went, no, there's more here. There's, there. Th- th- this is a timeless and timely film that needs to be told. And yes, yes. And they, and and they, and they anything took the other than five that years. Be- five years took them to do the script, but like it wasn't just a rush through. It was a let's dig and let's figure this out a bit better. But anything other than them doing that due diligence would have been artistically irresponsible. True, but. As we see with a lot of art like this, there's a lot of artistic sure. irresponsibility. Being sure. Done. So the fact that they so I won't praise them. Yeah. I won't praise them, but I will thank them for doing something properly. Yeah. That's but I won't point. praise them because <laughs> that would be yay white men. <laughs> and you know what? Good on them for acknowledging their privilege and for yeah. putting it out there and engaging communities in conversation and doing that yeah. work yeah that that putting you know um uh, 
approaching the work with humility yeah. and a curiosity mm-hmm. is something to be acknowledged 100%. Yeah. 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 And for me, yeah, exactly. And I just go, go out and see it. Don't go see Spider-Man yeah. for the fourth or fifth time. Take the time to go see something else. Go see West Side. Go, go sit for two hours, two and a half hours, and let the story sweep over you. Like I knew this film was working when I was at the screening and sitting next to me, like empty seat, and then person next to me, in to Jessica and I was a second year film student who had never seen this story before, oh. and her visceral reactions to this movie like she was swearing she was screaming like like all through uh the rumble all you hear from her is no no don't do it don't do it ah fuck no no why did you do that or like when maria refuses to to sleep with tony you're an idiot don't do it like or or just like when anita is about to enter and, and catch maria and tony together her just get out of there Get it, like, she was verbally getting so engaged with the story that she that's knew great. nothing about. And I went, that's when I knew this film was working. I went, that's why everybody should go see it. Because if you don't know this story, you'll get something out of it. Because what Christopher is saying and what Spielberg is portraying in this is far greater than what the 61 is. And this, and this is far from a carbon copy. It's just this. relevant. It's, it's relevant, relevant to what we've seen happen yeah. in America and Canada and Canada in the world. Yeah. It's been, like it's been heightened, augmented tenfold since the pandemic started. Absolutely. And uh, I think vive la resistance. Keep making films like this. Yeah. Challenging the systems. Yeah. Now Spielberg should make rags. Or parade. Yeah. Because I want Spielberg to do more musicals with Kushner. I think they have tapped into something where Spielberg proves that he is the genius director that everybody praises him for. This is his first movie musical and he chose to tackle one of the most difficult musicals to do because this had such a Everest history to it of if you're going to make remake a best picture winner you better hit it out of the park because if you don't I want to say something about Spielberg which makes him great fire away he surrounds himself with great people yes he does that is that, that is all you need to be do to be great Yes, is to surround yourself with great people who can support your work, who can nurture the work, who believe in you, and who can collaboratively create something that hits the ball out of the park. Yeah, I mean, look at the people he surrounded himself with. Yeah, for this musical. Well, the fact that he chose that over fifty percent of his cast will would be making their film debut in this that he that he was that he wasn't afraid to be like. Well, like I need Ariana Grande to show up and play Anita because we need a no. name for this role. It's like no, and no, that's why people aren't going to see it. Yeah, which is too bad. It is. I hope this movie. If you don't see it in theaters, because right now you can't because pandemic. Um, but I hope 
that when this comes out on streaming, that more people will see it. See it. Watch it more than once. Pay for it. Be like Mac. Watch it four times in the theaters. Watch it. Pay for it. Pay for it and love it because you will. I'll pay for it again. Well, Autumn, I think at this, as we were wrapping up, we can officially announce that when this movie does become available on streaming platforms, you and I will be doing a live movie musical commentary of this. Because because our first one was the 61 version and that was a hit. And I think rightfully so, our second one should be this. Okay. The proper fault. Considering we never got to see it together because of the stupid pandemic. That I I think, and I think our audience deserves to have us commentate. I think they do. On this. I think they do. Yeah. So. Yes. Yes. And on let's that note, Autumn, let's wrap it up. Where can people find and follow you? Well, Mackenzie Horner. Let's see. Autumn DM Smith on all platforms. Mm-hmm. Littlewood Smith, Lesbianist FM, mm-hmm. and Timberpiece Productions. Love all it. the things, all the times. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, thank you? you to Mr. Bro- well, first we'll say thank you to Mr. Brody Weld for our fantastic theme music. Check out his new album, Locus. He is just whipping up that music at all times. Love him dearly. We hope to get him on an episode at some point, some as, point. We keep, uh, as we keep talking about him. And he is a very well-read man who is incredibly intelligent. So I would love to get him to come on and speak about, about a musical. Yes. Uh, and you can find and follow me at Mackenzie Horner on all social media platforms. You can follow my antics with Cup of Hemlock right now. I can say I am the co-artistic producer of the company. <laughs> uh, so we are producing all types of fun stuff. We just did. We have. We we are just getting back into it. We have just released our NT our episode all about the National Theater production of Everyman, starring mm-hmm. Chutel Ejio for. We just had our Christmas episode, which is all about the Christmas truce of 1914. Mm-hmm. And there we go. On that note, everybody, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for following us on our journey of West Side Story from the first time we did a teaser trailer review to now. And we can't wait to have you join us for the live movie, like movie musical commentary. We'll announce that when it happens. Until Ooh. then, everybody, just keep it cool, boy. Real yeah. cool. Thank you.